all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. I'm Dr. Allie Brown. Dr. Michelle Owens and Karen Brown are out today. Today, we're going to talk about setting goals. It's 2017. And how do we stick to them? How do we accomplish all of those aspirations we set out for? And what are the obstacles that get in our way? Today's guest is Dr. Megan Clapton, a clinical psychologist at Mindful Therapy in Ridgeland. Please share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Windsor Johnston. Abortion rights opponents are marching in Washington, D.C. today. Organizers are taking part in what they call the March for Life. White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway, who will speak at the event on the National Mall, tells CBS News that abortion goes against American values. It's really at the high time that we as a nation say to ourselves, if we don't protect and promote the culture of life, then we're really, who are we as a nation? Vice President Mike Pence will speak at today's march. It's the first time a president or vice president has taken part in the annual event, which is now in its 44th year. President Trump will meet with British Prime Minister Theresa May today at the White House. The two leaders are expected to talk about free trade and the future of NATO. NPR's Frank Langford reports from London. With the United Kingdom preparing to quit the European Union, Prime Minister May needs a good free trade deal with the U.S. But critics here in Parliament said she needs to take a tougher line on Trump's policies towards religious minorities and women's rights. In fairness, May has criticized Trump's past disparaging remarks about women and opposes his support for torture. NPR's Frank Langford, President Trump tomorrow will speak by phone to leaders of France, Germany and Russia. Officials in Mexico are criticizing a proposal from the Trump administration to place a 20 percent tax on imports from Mexico. The proposal is in response to Mexico's president reaffirming that his country will not pay for a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. NPR's Carrie Khan has more. The Trump administration says the tax will pay for construction of a border wall. Mexico's foreign minister says such a tax would only hurt American consumers, making their favorite Mexican products more expensive, everything from avocados to flat-screen TVs. The official insisted again Mexico won't pay for a wall, calling such a plan an affront to Mexico's dignity and pride. NPR's Carrie Khan reporting from Mexico City. The Trump administration's ambassador to the U.N. is in New York and on the job. As NPR's Michelle Kellerman reports, there's been a lot of speculation of U.S. funding cuts ahead. Ambassador Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, says she's hitting the ground running and prepared to look at the United Nations with, in her words, fresh eyes. She spoke briefly to reporters as she arrived at the U.N. Everything that's working, we're going to make it better. Everything that's not working, we're going to try and fix. And anything that is seems to be obsolete and not necessary... 
we're going to do away with. Haley assured senators in her confirmation hearing that she does not support, quote, slash and burn funding cuts to the United Nations. The New York Times has reported that the Trump administration is considering a 40 percent cut to key U.N. agencies. Michelle Kellerman, NPR News, Washington. Stocks are trading lower on Wall Street at this hour. The Dow is down a fraction of a point. The Nasdaq down a point. This is NPR News. The latest U.S. drought monitor map of California shows a stunning reversal. No longer is any part of the state deep red. That's the color that indicates the worst level of drought. Last January, almost the entire state was bone dry. But as Danielle Carson reports, climate scientists say one rainy winter will not erase more than five years of drought. This has been California's wettest winter in years. And with the recent rain and snowstorms, about 40 percent of the state is now free of any drought conditions. UCLA climate scientist Daniel Swain says some reservoirs are almost full instead of resembling mud puddles. The northern part of the state is in better shape than they have been in years. Down south, the story is a little bit different because the drought has been more persistent. But it looks like everyone's getting pretty wet, which is good news. But state water regulators say groundwater aquifers in some areas are still nowhere near replenished. So for now, Californians shouldn't ditch their water conservation efforts. For NPR News, I'm Danielle Carson in Los Angeles. A volcano has erupted again in Alaska's Aleutian Islands, sending a cloud of ash and ice particles 30,000 feet in the air. The Alaska Volcano Observatory says the cloud was seen by satellite after yesterday's eruption. Officials say volcanic ash above 20,000 feet is a threat to air travel between Asia and North America. The aviation color code was lowered from red to orange late last night after the ash cloud dissipated. On Wall Street, the Dow was up two points, the Nasdaq down a fraction. I'm Windsor Johnston, NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the estate of Joan Kroc, whose bequest serves as an enduring investment in the future of public radio and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation at rwjf.org. This is Southern Remedy for Women with Dr. Michelle Owens on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, women at mpbonline.org. And now, Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. This is not Michelle Owens. I'm really sorry to say this is Dr. Allie Brown. Dr. Owens is out today, as is Karen Brown. So I am the lone Brown today, which is, you know, an unusual thing for me, but I'm very excited to be here. Our guest today is Dr. Megan Clapton. She is a clinical psychologist at Mindful Therapy in Ridgeland. Good morning, Dr. Clapton. Good morning. Thank you for having me back. So great to have you. I was thinking about things that we could talk about. It's January. You know, the cliche kind of thing is it's the new year and people are making New Year's resolutions. Although I feel like this year... On social media and when I talk to people, people are saying, I'm not making a resolution this year. I don't know. The 
the climate of, uh, of pe- people's personalities is a little bit different, I think, going into this new year for good and bad. Yes. But uh, it is a not a... And I know you don't believe in New Year's resolutions personally. Well, maybe I believe in goal setting and yeah. self-improvement always. But New Year's resolutions seem to be so overwhelming and general and sweeping that um, we kind of set ourselves up for failure um, in many ways by saying that... For New Year's, I want to be healthier or just, you know, um, small adjectives that we use. Like, what does that mean, being healthier? Yeah, not being so quantitative. So tell me a little bit about your practice. Do you help people with setting goals routinely? Absolutely. I think I'm in the business of goal setting and supporting people that want to make changes in their life, small and big. Mm -hmm. Um, And my advice, first of all, for goal setting is to know why you want to set a goal Uh and why you want to change. Everyone's talking about the why lately in business and all sorts of things. So it's, it's also applicable to yourself. That that's yeah, that, that makes total sense. So what changes when you focus on the why? And I'm making air quotes right now. What, what changes? I think the why is um, the motivation for change and how motivated you are to change. Um, most people want to lose weight. Well, why do they want to lose weight? It's Do they want to look better physically? Do they want to feel better internally? Um, And creating some really specific goals tailored to the why. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not not to do things for other people necessarily. I guess that's probably a big why. Yes, Uh, all goals I think should be self-motivated. And the number one reason should be changing because you want the change. Um, People set themselves up for failure again by changing because their wife wants them to quit smoking or their husband wants them to use uh, their cell phone less. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think setting up goals is a great idea, but as far as the new year's resolution, um, new year's comes right after the Christmas holiday craziness. And I really, for me, myself, I take a week off the first week in the year just to kind of detox from all of the crazy holiday family. Even if it's a wonderful time, it's still stress. You know, stress mm-hmm. can be a good thing. Um, good things cause stress, not just bad things. So I think that New Year's resolutions are um, kind of get a bad rap because it's putting pressure on ourselves right at the very beginning of the year. Yeah, when you're already coming off all that stress. Oh, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Yeah, I, I you know, I teach uh, group fitness and I love getting people motivated to exercise. And what I often tell my members uh, is, you know, don't think about how much this hurts, you know, or how, how, how difficult this is. Think about why you're doing it. And that this is a time to spend to make yourself healthier and the things that you feel that's actually progress. Yeah. How do you feel? You feel that in your chest? That's progress, actually. So kind of rephrasing it as something positive and uh, really the reason why we're all there. Yeah. So I, I get that totally. Do you see a lot of um, people, like new people coming in for your classes in the beginning of the year? They have been growing just in general. Yeah. It, it's a lot of people who perhaps have seen before coming back yes. also. Yeah, but I think there's definitely, you know, we always say things kind of dwindle around the holidays because people are busy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those, there are those diehard people that come no matter what, but then it picks back up always after the new year. So, yeah, trying to retain those people, that's something that, you know, I think people in that the fitness industry really work on, especially at this time of year, keeping those people coming, not intimidating them and overloading them on their first experience so that they're like, no, I, I can't do that. Yes, you can do it. It just takes time. We all started somewhere, right? 
Absolutely. That's kind of what I see in counseling, too, is people come in and want to make these big changes and they get disappointed because they immediately can't make them Mm -hmm. or something happens or they have, you know, life gets in the way. Um, And it's just about coming back and starting again and starting again and starting again. Yeah, that that's something I saw a lot when I was doing research for the show, talking about grit right, about perseverance and how I know everyone talks about millennials and how things are going these days. I hate to even say that because I find it kind of annoying, all that discussion. But it's true. We are so used to instant gratification. I mean, I am super impatient, so I can say this even personally. I'm not just preaching it. It's so hard to wait for those good things to happen. It's even in my kids, I see them do it, right? If they're not instantly good at something, they put it down. Oh, I'm done with that. I'm not instantly good at soccer. I don't like soccer. I mean, I do that too as an adult. And I think that it's pervasive in in our culture. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I like setting up micro goals, um, little tiny increments that can be measured. Um, So how number one, if you make a goal, how can you measure it? How do you know that you are making that change? Um, You know, I would say if you made a goal of being happier, what does that mean? Um, Day to day? Is it being happier every day? Is it having a sense of satisfaction and happiness when you go to sleep at night? Is it starting in the morning? And how do you measure that? Awesome. I I just want to reiterate that our our topic today is we're talking about goals, setting goals, keeping our goals, what gets in our way. Please call if you have questions about this topic, if you want to share maybe any goal or resolution that you've made for 2017. Um, our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email us at women at mpbonline.org. Again, I'm talking to Dr. Megan Clapton, a clinical psychologist who does help people to make and set and better yet, keep goals, achieve goals. So you were talking about micro goals. Uh, that reminds me a lot of this thing called smart goals that mm-hmm. we talk a lot about. And it can be applied really to anything in life, right? Have you heard about this? Yes. Sure, sure, certainly you have about making goals specific. So measurable. that's kind of what you were just measurable, right. achievable. Don't set something crazy. I'm not going to lose 30 pounds this month. Right. Uh, uh, relevant. So that that's the why, yes. right? Something that means, matters to you. And timely, you know, set a deadline and an amount of time it can be achieved. That's another thing you don't see a lot. People say, I'm going to lose weight or quit smoking. But they don't say, bye. They say, like, today. Or, today, you know, right? it's like, I'm going to have I'm this huge right task now. that's going to happen now, right? So like you're talking about, even with the micro goals, timing could be a part with that, right? Absolutely. And um, finding a time, um, I, I guess Lent season is coming up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you celebrate that or not, it is a great time to, um, you know, specific 40 days of what can you give up or what can you add that would make you happier. Um, so finding a little time goal for yourself saying, I have people that want to come eat healthier and, you know, a lot of our culture wants fast food. So instead of saying, I want to eat healthy and I'm going to eat a salad every day, maybe only have that fast food treat once a week. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can still give yourself a little. And again, doing micro goals is a way to do step down. Um, If anyone's tried to quit smoking, you know that you have to have a step down program. And just stopping something cold turkey is... um, achievable, but it doesn't lead to lasting results. Uh, so actually doing something more stepwise, because yes. you hear about people saying, I put it down and I never 
picked it back up again. So that's not the, the common mode of success. I guess. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I think that um, you have to kind of set, set the stage for change. Um, we talk about kind of the stages of change in, in counseling. And the first stage is pre-contemplation. So pre-contemplation is that you are thinking that maybe this is a good idea if I exercise more. Mm -hmm. Um, The second stage is contemplation. How can I exercise more? Um, Well, I need to research some gyms and talk to my friends about what their exercise plans look like. The third stage is preparation. That's when you go and buy your new tennis shoes or you enroll in a gym or you... Um, go and see what this gym has to offer. Um, the fourth stage is action, which means you actually go and do that class. Mm-hmm. Go sign up for Dr. Brown's uh, body pump class. Right. <laughs> and action is the hardest stage. Um, but if you've prepared enough for it, it should be easy to go into that action mode. And then the last um, stage is maintenance. And maintenance means keeping on. And if you have a day or a week that you miss, go back the next day or the next week. I would think if action is the hardest, then maintenance is the second hardest yes. for sure. Maybe yes. even the hardest for some. Gosh, just maintain. once you reach a goal, actually not falling back on, you know, and really not feeling guilty about it. This is, we're humans, right? I mean, it, this goes against kind of our DNA to, to change. People hate change. We are resistant to change. We have that homeostasis in our body that wants to keep everything the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, adding change puts pressure on us. Then we get stressed out and then we don't want to do it and shut down. So doing those micro goals again, instead of having some sweeping thing, like I want to live healthier. I want to be a better person. I want to have peace. Well, what does that mean? Now, who doesn't want that, right? Yeah, all oh, that sounds good. <laughs> what does it mean? It means different things to different people. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's time for our first break. So go ahead and call us with your questions and comments. Let us know about success you've had in quitting or in um, troubles you've had. L- let us hear your, your struggles and everything. Let's celebrate the successes. You can call with our questions and comments to one eight seven seven mpb ring Again, that's one 672 7464 or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Aaron, who's called in from Arkansas. Mary in Ocean Springs. Marlou is on the line in Jackson. Rachel is in Clarksdale. At MPB Think Radio, we are everywhere you want to go. Sardis, Henleyville, Greenwood, Jackson, Oxford, Ocean Springs, Meridian, Hattiesburg, and we're going to Memphis. So go anywhere you want. We'll be right there with you. MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. 
This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, women at mpbonline.org. MPB Think Radio. This is Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a women's perspective. This is Dr. Allie Brown, and I'm here with Dr. Megan Clapton, and we are talking about setting goals and keeping those goals and achieving them. I'm going out of order, but you know what I'm talking about, all those different things. Guys, call in with any sort of experience you might have. It can be positive or negative. Would you like advice from the good Dr. Clapton on how to actually realize those goals that you've set for yourselves? We were talking about some of those things during the break. Again, let me just give the number. It's one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So we were talking about um, different uh, priorities. We were thinking about ways that we can remind ourselves to do certain things. You want to, You were talking about visual goals. Um, I think if you set up a goal for yourself, let's just say quitting smoking. I have people that come in and want to quit, you know, an un- unhealthy habit in their life. Um, visual cues can be a great help in that maintenance stage we were talking about. Um, so if someone wants to quit smoking, putting a picture of a black lung in their wallet. You know, it's terrible to look at, but it's a good motivator. Thank goodness for the internet so we can all easily get a picture of a black lung. Otherwise, I was going to say, where would one get a picture of a black lung? But Google black lung, right? (laughs) There are actually um, some countries that have that on the cigarette packs. Oh, wow. So, and that um, statistics show that they um, have reduced smoking in those countries. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you want to lose weight, put a picture of yourself that you maybe didn't like and wanted to you know, um, change on your refrigerator. If you want to do more yoga or exercise, put a picture of some yoga poses on your bathroom mirror. Just the visual reminders of why you want to do this and what your goal is sometimes can help when we easily say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow is a very uh, easy trap to fall into. Or like I was just talking about priorities sometimes. uh, I mean, and I'm guilty of this. We all are, you know, you know, especially those of us who are busy. I mean, I work full time, I have kids and sometimes I just think, gosh, you know, I, I just want to sit down for a minute or I feel bad to go to the gym and leave my kids, you know, while I've been at work all day. But then times when I've stayed home and not gone to the gym because I stayed home all day, I didn't like sit down and play battleship with my kids for an hour. Anyway, I ran around and did a bunch of stuff. And then I thought, well, you know, I, I, I should have done something more positive for myself. So you've brought up a really big issue that I hear a lot of, and it's chronic busyness. Mm-hmm. And we're always so busy. We don't have time to meditate. We're too busy to do yoga. We're too busy to eat healthy. Well, that's why you want to do yoga. That's why you want to do meditation and eat healthy, because you are run down and too busy. Um, so and taking that excuse and making it actually a motivating a factor um, is also helpful. I like that because it's totally turning it around. It's saying that the busyness that we use as an excuse is actually the negative symptom. Yes. And the way to treat that is to do a little less. Yes. Say no, right? That powerful word. Yes. No. Saying no to say yes to yourself and the things that are important in your life. 
Yeah, I found that saying no has been really helpful with me personally, just uh, surrounding myself with positive people and not feeling like I have to uh, take on every challenge and fix every problem. It's It can be really hard I know. to jump in. Especially caretakers, <laughs> doctors, yeah. physicians. Yeah. They want to fix people and caretake for others. And generally, um, they're not very good at taking care of themselves. They take yeah. care of everyone else. Yeah, that's true. Especially for women. I know um, I know our listeners out there are taking care of their children, even their pets, better than they take care of themselves. Oh, absolutely. You see that a lot, especially with caretakers where someone has a chronic illness maybe and then they don't think about their own health. And then unfortunately that can manifest itself very negatively too. It is that cliche of putting the oxygen mask on yourself first. Yeah. L- let me go ahead and give out the number one more time. Uh, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We want to hear all about ways that you have been able to stick with your goals or what is your current goal? What is something you'd like help in achieving or maintaining? We're ready to hear about it. Yeah. Um, so we talked about the why. We talked about visual reminders, you know, right next to your uh, kid's baby picture, having the black lung in your wallet. Yes. Don't pull the wrong one out now when you see your friend and be like, <laughs> hey, look at Jimmy. Oh, wait, no, that's the not black pleasant lung. to look at. But it also <laughs> it kind of um, forces you to face reality sometimes and yeah. gives you the reason why. Yeah, in the uh, in the, at UMC in the pathology department, we would have high schoolers come through, uh, not un, not uncommonly, I and mean, we would have them come maybe once a year or twice a year and show them like the specimens of social evils, sort of, and they would see like the lungs of a smoker and be like, "Oh my gosh, is that you know?" Trying to convince them like, "Don't don't do this. This is what happens invariably." So yeah, it's it's really really powerful for sure. I would love um, to share one of the New Year's resolutions I made for myself, and it's not really a resolution, but um, many times when I see patients in my office um, that are depressed or anxious, you know, they tend to isolate, and they tend to say, oh, well, there's nothing going on in Jackson, or, um, you know, want to blame the location, and so um, we have taken this idea of um, taking a date for yourself, and every week, Take yourself somewhere and treat yourself. Um, And that's self-care. So go to Library Ocean, get a cup of coffee and a little cake, or go to the art museum one day by yourself. Um, Making time just for yourself and self-care. I think self-care can be um, other things and creative things besides just eating healthy and exercising. So actually spending time just with yourself in a way um, that can be something fun and also uh, restorative. Yeah, that's a great goal to have. I'm thinking I should make that my goal to do something like that. That's fantastic because I find that exercise is one of my big goals and something I stick to. But even it has like a a result that's more tangible than just mental health, you know. So maybe that's why I'm, I'm a doer. So I'm more looking towards something like that, looking for something that has kind of a more ethereal type of result that's so important, but it's not as as measurable. Right. As my sanity right. <laughs> to, to spend, because like, for instance, my husband and I wanted to go to the modern art exhibit at the, at the museum and it, it came and went all those months. I know. We did not go. How is that possible? You know, so I, I really like your example in talking about doing something like that. 
Um, I just think spending time with yourself and is taking care of yourself in a way. So if you're one of those people like like me that doesn't have um, that doesn't have the motivation or want to do these, you know, get healthy or go to, um, you know, having meditation for an hour a day that that is sort of unachievable sometimes. And I think taking care of yourself, what makes you happy again mm-hmm. with the why Um is a good way to look at resolutions and change too. They don't have to be these punitive, hard things. They can be good things too. Yeah, excellent. Hey, we have a call on the line. Um, Shay from Gluckstadt is calling about behavior. Hey, Shay, you are on Southern Remedy for Women. Thanks good for calling. Morning. How are you guys? Fantastic. How are you? I'm great, thanks. I was just um, driving along and listening to the program as I often do, and I just wanted to make a quick comment um, specifically about you know changing behaviors and whatnot and ways to kind of reinforce those things and whatnot and encourage, and specifically about the black lung, um, quitting smoking and whatnot. I myself quit smoking, and it was incredibly difficult to do. Um, I was just wanted to comment and say, instead of doing a picture of like a black lung, why not do a positive image and start to kind of put positive images to replace those negative things? There's so much negative in the world right now, and I feel like sometimes that can lead us to a place of shame or whatnot or guilt or, you know, I'm not supposed to do this or this is bad, I'm bad, and replace it with a positive image. I love that idea, too. I think it's whatever motivates you and works um, for you. And having like a picture of your children or the reasons why that you want to quit smoking on a little piece of paper that you put by your lighter is a great idea. Um, some people need that visual hardcore uh, reminder of why they want to quit, too. So I think it's whatever works for you. I always want to be in a place of positivity, generally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks so much for taking my call. Thanks for calling, and congratulations Thanks. on quitting smoking. Yes, congratulations. How long, were you, uh, how long did you smoke? Oh, gosh. I smoked off and on, oh, my goodness, probably for close to 20 years. Wow. Maybe a little bit more than that. Good for you. Um, so my saving grace was, um, and again, I had quit you know, several times throughout mm-hmm. the years, but I actually became pregnant. So if there is not um, a greater motivator than that, I don't know what there is. Absolutely. So. And then you just never went back after you had your child? Not at all. Good for not you. Not at all. So yeah, he is he is worth everything in the entire world for sure. Oh, congratulations wow, great on job. that. It's really hard to do. Well, thank you. It, so. it definitely, it it was, it was for sure. So, and and I think I didn't grow up here, um, but I feel like there there are a lot of smokers in Mississippi, and I do think that the younger generation is not picking up picking up the habit, which is fantastic. Um, but when I moved here, I was surprised at how many people my age or older did have the habit of smoking. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard when you just think about all the things that we know now. Thinking about picking it up today, you know, right. it's a sort of. But, you know, we do things, especially when we're younger. We know more. (laughs) Yeah, right. Guilty, guilty as charged right there. Well, thank you so much for taking my call and have a wonderful weekend. Well, thanks. Same to you. Happy Friday. Bye. Thanks. Y'all too. Bye-bye. Let me give out that number again. It is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464 if you want to call like Shay did and tell us about... uh, uh, a goal that you've reached or if you just want to talk about a goal that you've set or that you're currently working on or something you've tried multiple times and maybe you want some advice from Dr. Clapton on how to stick to achieving that goal, give us a call. 
Okay. Well, you know, we talked about smart goals. We talked about excuses. Um, let's talk about um, different types of, of, of priority setting. So do you see people that say they don't have, like, let's say your goal is to read more or some sort of self-education, better yourself through something like that. I often want to do something like that. I want to, I'm going to start reading more. Mm -hmm. And then I buy a book and it sits on my nightstand for eternity and nothing ever happens. Right. (laughs) And I start thinking, what was I doing? I mean, why couldn't I sit down and read some of this, this book? I mean, it a lot has to do with prioritization, right? Yes. And, um, a habit, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, starting a new habit is very hard. I think there's various, of course you can Google their various days, but I think somewhere between 30 and 50 days, if you can do something every day, then it will become really integrated into your lifestyle and your behaviors. So if you can stick to it for a good month and a half, it becomes easier So that's kind of a time goal that you can work towards is saying, if I can do this for a month and a half, it will be easier and more uh, second nature. Oh, that's a that's a great figure to know, because, yeah, that does seem like quite a bit of time, but it is something that is attainable. Like you would have to really work at it, but it's something that could happen in a month and a half. Right. Well, awesome. We are going to be right back. Go ahead and call us with your questions and comments at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven. 672-7464 or send an email to women at mpbonline.org This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. For the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by the generous support from you, our listeners. How do movies get made? For a striking number of Oscar winners, it involves an anonymous survey called The Blacklist. Hollywood's a huge machine, and the people that are still greenlighting the majority of films tend to be overwhelmingly white and overwhelmingly male. I'm Ari Shapiro. How to get out of a comic book superhero sequel-filled rut, later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show women at mpbonline.org. MPB 
Community Think Radio. Welcome back to Southern Remedy for Women. Today we're talking to Dr. Megan Clapton about goal setting, achieving goals, things that get in the way of us achieving our goals. Call in with your questions and comments at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or go ahead and shoot us an email at women at mpbonline.org. All one word, mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy for Women. Okay, so we were just talking during the break. First of all, you have a poem. Do you want to read the poem now? I do. I love this poem because um, I see a lot of people that come into my office that want to be happy. And all of us want happiness. But I don't know if you've been around somebody that's happy all the time. They're not that much fun to be around after a while. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I think, you know, you, uh, making goals of like happiness well, what, again, what does that look like? How does that feel? What would that mean in your life? And I love this poem. Um, I went to a wonderful camp, uh, Strong River Camp in Panola, Mississippi. And they have this uh, plaque that's above the dining hall that says, happiness is a path and not a destination. I like that. And I, you know, I liked that idea and I kind of didn't understand it at, at that age. But um, I went and researched where that quote came from. And it's from someone named, I believe, Salza. Um, And I'd like to read it. For a long time, it seemed to me that life was about to begin, my real life. But there was always something to be gotten through first, some unfinished business, time to be served, a debt to be paid. At last, it dawned on me that these obstacles were my life. This perspective has helped me to see that there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. So treasure every moment you have and remember time waits for no one. Happiness is a journey and not a destination. Wow. I like that. You know, I think people are so sensitive today on our women's show. I like it. I like it. Um, But sometimes I I like to use poetry because it it kind of says what we can't say. And Mm -hmm. that are we achieving goals? Are we living them? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we just checking off boxes of things that we want to do or that seem like a good idea? Or is it that we want to integrate something into our life, which is happiness and realizing that that is a choice every day. Yeah. And I think it also, that poem also kind of highlights that we're all, if we're always looking to the future for that to happen, we're not even enjoying or allowing ourselves to feel the present. Right. right? And I think that's something that we're, I do constantly. I, I, we're task oriented. We're goal oriented. Exactly. And it is important to have goals for yourself, but also to kind of live within those goals and between the goals. Yeah. Sometimes even when I'm just in the car, if you guys see me in the car, <laughs> I might be doing this. I turn off the radio and I just enjoy what's going on around me because it's kind of quiet time and just focus on the things that I'm thankful for at that moment in my life. Because yes. it's just something, it's crazy to think how we don't do that consciously. I mean, it's the chronic busyness and chronic busyness is a coping skill. It's a bad one, but it's a way we cope is that we are busy all the time. So what are we coping with when we do that? Um, I think just our life and Mm -hmm. that we feel like we need to be busy all the time and that we are striving all the time and goal setting generally for other people. You make goals for your children and your family, um, your finances, but what are the personal goals that would make your life better? And sometimes it's just actually being in the moment and not having a goal. Shocking. (laughs) That's true. It's so true. Yeah, I like that a lot. Awesome. Uh, One thing I was thinking about and we were talking about at the break is talking about magnifying your fears over your abilities, kind of this negative self-talk. When when I have 
uh, folks in the gym that I'm trying to get to push to the next level or to do something for themselves. You know, we kind of laughingly say, oh, what's the answer? Is it yes or yes? Like, <laughs> what are you going to do next? Because I think our default is to say, oh, I can't do this. You know, I, I failed in the past. We concentrate on our failures right. and don't look at our failures as actually a lesson and a step toward achieving. Absolutely. Right? Failing is such an important teacher in our life. Um, sometimes we make goals and we fail because we didn't do specific goals or um, they weren't realistic goals for ourselves. So again, the micro goals having today, I'm going to use my phone less. That's a micro goal. Or even before lunch, I, yes. will use my, I will use my phone less when I sit at the dinner table or, or I won't use it for that time. Or <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, my first instinct isn't to grab my phone and check out you know, email, everything that's going on. Right. Um, or putting it aside in the car, which yes. is a safety issue. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to leave my phone in the back seat. <laughs> right. I know. Like that. So making those little tiny changes sometimes are the, produce the biggest results in your life. Yeah. Cause it just shows that you can do them mm-hmm. and, and turning around failures, whether they've been at your job or you know, with your spouse or something that went wrong with your child or something like that, turning it around to really to a, a lesson and seeing the positive in it. It can be hard. It can, it can be, be hard. hard. And sometimes we want to avoid all of that. Yeah. By being busy. <laughs> I was to say, by uh, <laughs> thinking of all the things we have to do mm-hmm. and all the things our spouse has to do and uh, making lists and things like that, which I love to make lists. I'm a list person. And that's a good coping skill for some people <laughs> yeah. is to make lists. Let me just get it all out and do one, two, three, four, so I can see what I'm working with. Exactly. When you can actually see it, then it seems like it's doable. Right. Instead of just saying, I have so much to do, dot, dot, dot. Being overwhelmed. Okay, what is it that I have to do? Let me lay it out, and then maybe it doesn't look quite so bad again. And what can I do today to do number one? What can I do today to do the second thing on my list? What can I do today? Yeah, definitely. Let me go ahead and give out the number again. Uh, it's one eight seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or email us at women at mpbonline dot org. We're talking about making changes in your life, setting goals, then actually achieving those goals, and then sticking to the goal. You know, maintaining yes, turning it into a habit. Yeah, and we, I think the word habit we so often think of as a negative thing, but yeah, I mean, habit is a, can be a good thing. A I good mean, thing, yeah. I have a habit habits. of drinking two glasses of water in the morning. That's a good habit to have. That's a great habit. I need that habit. That's another one I need. Man, drink more water. Well, I, yes, wa- water. <laughs> this year I will drink more water. That is not yes. a good goal. The goal would be I am going to drink. I'm, I'm going to drink two glasses of water before lunch and two glasses of water after lunch for the Absolutely. next five days and see if I can achieve that goal, Tiny right? Tiny goals. And that kind of builds our self-efficacy and kind of shows us that, yes, we are capable of change. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of, you know, I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. I see people with their jugs. I don't know how they do that. I wish I, I, wish I could, but... Um, there better so, be a bathroom close by. Yes. That's crazy. So having little tiny goals, like I'm going to have a glass of water in the morning and one at lunch and one at dinner. Yeah. Um, water is the stuff that Starbucks makes coffee with, if anyone <laughs> wanted to know. That clear stuff yes. that, that comes out the sink? That's crazy talk. Oh, we have a caller on the line. Uh, Our caller is Rita calling from Ocean Springs, who has a comment about habits. Hey, Rita, you're on the air. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good morning. I just happened to get in when you were discussing happiness and habits. Um, I listen to you every day, too. I love the shows. Um, Thank you. And um, I have a website that uh, it's a yoga website. Her name's Leslie Fightmaster. 
And um, on January 1st, she started a 30-day program, and it's called Hatha Yoga Happiness. And they're like 30 minutes a day, and it's you do them every day in a row with her. You can start at any time. It's a free streaming, you know, you can on YouTube. And um, she also has like a 90-day program, and it's to help you develop a habit, and that's a good habit. But this one's specifically talking about happiness. So, Rita, I guess you are, you're going to be doing that one, or you've been doing it since the first? I do. I've been doing it, um, like, since right before Katrina, I've been doing it. Oh, wow. I used to only do it three times a week, but I do it every day now. And um, if I fall off track, I use one of her programs to kind of, like, kickstart me and get me doing it every day again, so... Wonderful. I used to live in Ocean Springs and took at River Rock Yoga is a great uh, yoga place, too. Yeah, I actually live in the Bay. I'm, I'm in Ocean Springs working today. But, um, yeah, it's Leslie Fightmaster. It's completely free. She doesn't right. anything. And it's a really good pace, especially if you're not familiar. And plus, uh, every day she has, like, a quote and a thing to do to help you be happier for oh. this, you know, this little program. So. Uh, you know, I love that idea of using technology to help us. Um, I think that there's so many apps out there that can um, help us lose weight if that's your goal or to exercise more. Um, again, you like YouTube videos that you can do at your own home. Um, sometimes people are intimidated to go to the gym at first so they can mm-hmm. kickstart that by doing things at home. Um, right. Also, there's some great smoking cessation, drinking cessation apps that you can use um, from the CDC that are free. So right. using technology as our friend. Right. But just not first thing. It, but just enough. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if your goal is to use technology less, you know, yeah. it depends. Thanks for calling, Thank Rita. Thank you. All right. Our next call is Ginger from Bahalia. I hope I'm saying that right. She has a question about teaching kids good habits. Hey, Ginger. This is Dr. Brown. Thanks for calling. Ginger, are you there? Teenagers. Um, about good choices and how you can be a good accountability partner at home with teenagers but not make it contentious in the relationship if they have expressed interest in losing weight or exercising more, the things you've been talking about. If your kids, older kids, teenagers, have said that, how can you coach that in a positive way but, but not complicate your relationship or that become a point of contention. Yeah, you don't want to become naggy and then they kind of go the opposite direction. Or, or yeah. to, you know, you hate to say negative things to your kids. You don't want to right. always only say positive. But uh, So is there a way to do that? Or should you separate yourself from the situation and hire a trainer who can influence that those kinds of choices from the outside? I would just love your advice. I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, well, teenagers, you know, you have to walk on eggshells all the time because their bodies are changing and they're Likes and dislikes change every day. So I think the best advice I have is ask your child, how can I help? What does helping look like to you? What is not helping sound like? Um, so just asking them. And I, I think that using a counselor or a trainer as support um, is a great idea because it diffuses all that energy that you have between you and your teenager. Um, of course, if you... if Say your child wants to get in shape. If you want to go to a yoga class or a exercise class with them, help them. I know having a workout partner has helped me. Um, it's motivating. Um, it helps me not have so many excuses not to go because I know someone's there waiting for me. Um, but I, I would just suggest asking and talking to your teen about what is helpful for them um, would be the best approach. I think that's a great point. I mean, because 
in so many things in life, we do things from the frame of our own lens, right? Absolutely. And so what I think is a great thing to say to my daughter about losing weight might come off to her as extremely insensitive and awful. And we know that children um, are teenagers and much like adults are, are very sensitive to any kind of perceived criticism. Yes. Um, and perceived is the word there because sometimes we think it's helpful advice and they perceive it as nagging or critical. So having someone else that they choose and getting them involved in having that support partner, um, uh, is, I think, you know, it just depends on the child, but asking them, how can I help and how can I not help? Yeah, well, thanks. I hope I hope that was helpful, Ginger. We have Jeannie on the line that we're going to come to, but first we do have to take uh, our last break of the show, so please hang in there, Jeannie. We are working right towards you. Call us with your questions or comments at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or email us at women at mpbonline dot org. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. standing member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. MPB's at issue has the 2017 legislative session covered from all angles. You'll hear each week from Mississippi's most influential elected leaders at the state capitol. MPB political analysts Republican Austin Barber and Democrat Brandon Jones provide insight on the critical issues facing the state and how these issues impact you. Join host Wilson Stribling for Mississippi's only statewide television news program at issue Fridays at 730 p.m. on MPB TV. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, women at mpbonline.org. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. I'm Dr. Allie Brown. I'm here today with Dr. Megan Clapton from Mindful Therapy in Ridgeland. We're getting into the deep topic of goal setting and how to uh, help yourself to achieve the goals that you set in life. We'll go ahead and uh, go to the phones to Jeannie in Louisville. has a comment about something that I really like is lists. Jeannie, I hope it's a positive thing. Go ahead. Oh, it is. Okay, good. <laughs> I love lists. First of all, wonderful show. How wonderful to break it down into something that we can attain instead of something that's a landscape vision of uh, what we should do. Oh, thanks for that. Thanks for the feedback. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I'm coming from uh, kind of two comment perspectives. First of all, I making lists is, is, I think, so important. I did want to say that this is something that we're not just having to do in the modern world. Uh, indigenous people like the Hopi actually uh, at night would keep a, a kachina-type dial next to their sleep pad, and they would wake up in the night worried, and they would give their thoughts and their list of things to do to the worry doll. And so I think that's of interest that we humans have always had an overactive left brain that allows us to survive, but that sometimes uh, interrupts our restful sleep and our relaxation. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, it's true, right? I mean, there's a reason we're like this. Absolutely, and I yeah. love the idea of a kachina doll. Um, yeah. In my practice, we use a lot of art, um, and for children, we will give them a, doll, a worry doll, um, or they yeah. make a worry doll just to say, here, you take over for a while. Um, so yeah. that's a thank you for bringing that up. That's a very creative, interesting um, theory that you can kind of outsource your list for the night or your worries for the night. Yeah. I have one more comment, and I'm coming up from this from a biased standpoint because I'm a retired wildlife biologist. And I would love to encourage people to spend more time in a beautiful setting with wild nature and relax. And it's there that they can appreciate the beauty that surrounds us. And often it's beauty we don't have to buy. It's just there. So to me, that creates so much happiness and feeling of well-being inside myself. So. Oh, thank you for uh, that. Especially think, here in Mississippi, there's plenty of that. I love yes. that idea. I feel so connected and close to God and um, and really kind of, uh, again, we're talking about taking ourselves on a date. Um, I love being outside. It is the one thing that can calm me down the most. And um, so my New Year's resolutions or goals were to be healthier and to spend time outside. And so I was thinking of something that I already do that I could incorporate that with. And that's just taking my dog on a walk every day in the woods. Um, That is something that's so important. And it kind of checks a lot of boxes of things that I want in my intentions for the year. Makes your dog happy, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a random act of kindness that benefits you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jeannie. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for calling. Okay, our next call is John. He's calling from Ridgeland. Hey, John, thanks for calling. It's Dr. Brown. Oh, great. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm sorry I'm a man, but anyway. Why would you ever be sorry that you're a man? Apologize for things you can't control. I think this applies to women, too. Anyways, uh, my goal, uh, I'm sorry. My question is about goals that involve other people. My specific question is about relationships. I would like to have a relationship this year, but um, I'm only half that equation. How do you um, how do you consider or think about going for goals that that really involve um, people that you can't control? I think you can control where you place yourself in hoping to meet the kind of person you want to meet and maybe making some um, a list of things that you think are important. If you think it's um, if you enjoy going to church and you want to find someone that goes to church, going to different churches and and um, being there, putting yourself in places where you think that you will find people that um, you like or you would be interested in. And I have to say that personally, I mean, um, I have a really successful relationship with my husband. I've had, you know, unsuccessful relationships in in the past, as we all have. And I think getting to know myself and knowing what makes me happy and 
purposely putting myself around people that have qualities that even if I'm not naturally attracted to, I know work well with the things I can't change about myself. That has helped a lot. You know, if you want to make a goal of self, self-awareness, self gosh, yeah, I, try, I try to do that every day. I'm not so good at it, but uh, that's another thing. Okay, great. Well, thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Have a great day, John. Well, awesome. We have about three and a half more minutes. So what is something you want to close with? What's the high yield stuff for our listeners about about reaching goals and, and doing something for yourself? You know, make um, I think number one is making a small goal, not a sweeping goal of being healthy, not a sweeping goal of being happy. But what does that look like? Um, how every day you could incorporate health into your life or even breaking it down even smaller and saying, how can I make my mornings more healthy? And get really good at making your mornings healthy, then spreading it through the day. Um, Setting yourself up for success using visual cues, technology, support systems, telling the people in your family how they can help you with your goals. But being very specific in your steps, preparing for change, not just making the change all of a sudden, but preparing and setting up, I think is important. And remember that the SMART goal about being specific, so not just saying I'm going to lose weight, but maybe saying I'm going to lose two pounds this month uh, by going for a walk every day or something like that. And that's measurable. Yeah, it's measurable, right, at the same time. It's achievable, right? It's not saying I'm going to lose 50 pounds this month. Right. Uh, It's it's relevant because it would be something that would be a goal to yourself. That's the R. And then T, timely with a deadline. Yes. Not leaving it open to this, the inevitable open future. And having, you know, a realistic expectations about that time and how long it takes, how yeah. long it takes to incorporate a healthy habit into your life. Not to focus on failure or to tell yourself you can't do something or to make excuses. And I think, you know, sometimes I have people that come in and say that my goal is just to survive the year. Um, after you've had a really hard year yeah. saying, you know what, this year I have no expectations. I just want to enjoy my life day by day. Um, that You can have an ungoal as well. Oh my gosh. I love the ungoal. I've never thought about that. I love things that are like, you know, on anything. <laughs> my goal this year is to have an ungoal, to have no goal. To have no goal <laughs> and just enjoy the day and, and, and take what you can day by day. Oh, that's a good one. So what is the most common goal you see people trying to work toward? Um, I see most people wanting to find some kind of stress management. That's why they come to my office is um, that they are overwhelmed with stress or um, people in their life that are stressful. And how can they do that? And um, I I preach and push meditation. Um, And my biggest advice, if you want to begin some kind of meditation or contemplation practice, is to sit in a chair for a few minutes. Start small. Yeah, don't start with, you know, an hour of transcendental meditation, hardcore, right? Right. (laughs) Start small by just sitting in a chair for a few minutes. And just be still. And think about your goals, Mm -hmm. right? Well, great. Thank you so much for coming. This has been a lot of fun. thank you for having me. I think I've had a lot that I can just take away personally. Uh, Today's Southern Remedy was produced and engineered by Jay White. Our call screener today was Sam Wells. Thank you to Dr. Megan Clapton of Mindful Therapy in Ridgeland. I'm Dr. Allie Brown. Join us next Friday at 11 for Southern Remedy for Women. And stay tuned. NPR's Here and Now is up next on MPB Think Radio.
podcast is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy on the go with the My Blue Mobile app. More at bcbsms.com. The atmosphere is set up, so we have more of a north and northwesterly wind flow across the state for today. It's going to keep our temperatures below average, and essentially we'll keep these below average temperatures going through the weekend. Midweek, though, we're right back to above average readings. In Oxford today... 